<laughs> Jonathan, what's up, buddy? I just feel like you're going to do it again. Are you not going to do it again? Do what? This is the absurd journey of three church planners reintroducing familiar ideas in unfamiliar ways. This is the Bless Up Podcast. All right, welcome back. This is the Bless Up Podcast. We got Rachel, James, and Corey in the studio. We're all together. And welcome back. Um, if you follow the podcast on socials, I don't know why I said that plural. We only have an Instagram. Um, if or you Igito. yes, if you follow the Bless Up Podcast on Instagram, then you saw that a few weeks ago we put out um, an opportunity for you to submit questions and topics. Um, and when I say questions and topics, I mean, we asked you what you want for the intro question. Mm-hmm. And we also asked you what are some topics that you want us to talk about on the podcast. And so today, nobody asked me, we're doing, <laughs> we're doing our, for you, you get your opinion every single episode, Hanka. Um, today we are, um, we are going to do one of the questions that you put in and we're going to do one of the topics. So our question to start out today actually this doesn't have anything to do with the topic we're going to hit, but it is one of the questions that you wanted to know. Now, James and Corey do not know which question I am pulling. I'm just. No, she's building this and making me a little nervous. I'm just pulling from the list. Go. I'm just pulling from the list. And um, this is one of the questions that has been submitted. What I want to know. Okay. And what somebody who listens to the podcast want to know. Okay. What is the worst way a pair of your shoes got ruined? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, bro. Yes, bro. What is the worst way a pair of your shoes has ever yes. been ruined? And I don't, oh, know, like, I don't know why Corey's so excited for because, this question. Because none of my shoes have been ruined ever. But I know the worst way one of James's shoes have been ruined. I feel like that's not true. I feel like yours have been ruined. No, they definitely have been ruined. I just want James to tell this oh, story. Oh, okay. Uh uh, oh no! Man, I'm only gonna tell the short version of it. Oh, uh, boo! On this podcast, uh, I was on a I was on a trip uh, with some students early in my North Canton days, and uh, you know, on that trip, you know, I did I just didn't travel a whole ton before that. So things that I would do at home and things that you do when you travel are kind of completely different. So I'm lactose intolerant. Uh So at home, where is this going? Yeah, Yeah. and to be clear, if you're lactose if you're lactose intolerant at home, you're also lactose intolerant on the road. But how does your lactose intolerance? Oh, just wait, just wait. This is an amazing story. Well, uh, this is yeah. This happened before Texas, where I nearly ruined another pair of shoes. Yeah. We were in Texas. Yeah, that was awesome too. Yeah, that Tex Mex was delicious though. I would yeah. do that again. That was crazy. I would yep. do that again. Thanks, Lenny, for that dinner. Shout out to and Lenny. that queso. Man, that queso was fire. But we're in Chicago and I went in Rome, do what Romans do. Mm-hmm. So we're at Portella's and I had a cake shake. They're yeah, like, man. it's a piece of cake and a milkshake. So Absolutely. I was like, I'm going to drink the the cake shake and it was delicious and i had some hot dogs too i need to go back to chicago that was fire i don't feel like you do (laughs) so good so then later on in the day the group of kids i was with is like 
we want deep dish. Yep. And I'm normally a Gino's East kind of guy. Like, that's my thing. But they were like, we want to go to Giordano's. So I was like, cool. Let's, I was like, win-win. Let's go to Giordano's. No, no problem. Deep well, dish pizza. I'm with these, like, they were little teenagers, too. They weren't, like, full-grown ones. They were, like, 14 or so or right. the, something like that. So they, like, most of them, their parents have given them a whole bunch of money. So they're all buying, like, I think it was, like, eight of us, and we ordered, like, four large pizzas. Yeah. Oh, my god. So the reality was, like, they weren't eating a whole ton of it. So no. uh, we had a whole pizza left. And I had already eaten some, but I was like, you know what I'm saying? I don't really want to carry this. Like, because we, we were walking from Giordano's to Lincoln Park to the zoo. And I was like, I don't really want to carry this. On a list of reasons to ignore your lactose intolerance, not wanting to carry leftovers. I didn't want to carry that pizza. Be very high. We was about to get, we was about to, yeah, just, we was about to get on the bus. Give, anyway. give it away. We was about to get on the red line. I, like, so, so I ate three more pieces and the other leader. The other leader just yeah, ate bro. another three, yeah, and the students split the other ones. Yeah, bro. So this is setting up, and this was all in the same day. So I had to cake shake. Gee, such big pieces of pizza, and yeah. deep and lots of cheese. Lots deep of cheese. So I eat that pizza, deep cheese, and like real talk, like walking to Lincoln Park was cool. <laughs> Everything was it was fun. We walked to the zoo; it was cool, and then we got in the. We got back in the 15 that I was driving. Something just, oh something hit. Not something, bro. So we got on Highway 90. And we were crossing, like, over Highway 90 and 94. And there's, like, that toll. Yeah. So, like, I paid the toll. And I was like, I got to go somewhere to get yeah. this to get this out. So I go to that McDonald's on the 94. It was right in the median. Between 90 and 94 there. So I get off at that McDonald's. And all I'm going to say is, like... He didn't uh, make it. I didn't make it. <laughs> I didn't make it. And yeah, in my in my in my ninety five Air Maxes, they were I love those shoes so much, those ninety five Air Maxes. And that that wasn't like it is now. I spent my whole little work study check on those Air Maxes. Oh, no. And those Air Maxes was just done for. Like, absolutely done for. That's all of them. They was done for it. Those Air Maxes. That, that really happened. So, I so in case. Wait, in wait, case, wait, 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 wait. That's all. Right. What shoes did you wear home? Barefoot. <laughs> barefoot. <laughs> and the McDonald's worker, luckily, he was a hooper, so he went out to his car to give me some shorts. That's all, that's all I can say. That really happened. I was 20 years old. That really happened. I was a whole, I was a whole adult. I was twenty years old. Hey, bro. My stomach hurts. That's just real. I, I, and I'm just, I'm, yeah. And you knew this. I knew it because I picked him up. That when he got back, they were driving back from Chicago to Canton when that happened, and I picked him up in Canton six hours after that happened. And no, he gets out of the car, and I was ready to take him foot. home, and I was like, "Bruh, 
where your shoes at? It's been one. And he's like, we ain't going to talk about it right now. Just get in the car. Let's go. I was like, all right. So we get in the car. I'm like, bro, you barefoot. Why are you barefoot in my car? What is going on? I was barefoot in Corey's Kia, bro. I was like, why are you barefoot in my car, bro? I was barefoot in Corey's Kia, man. Which, which was dirty. I know it yeah. was. The forte. Yeah. Oh, good times, my gosh. Man. That makes me think of Black Panther when good she's time. like, what are those? Nah, I was just straight toes. Like, <laughs> just toes. Like, why are your toes out in my Kia? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, man. That's so real. I'm bro. so glad we asked that question. That's, Me too. That's real. It's almost and as if whoever asked that question knew that story. Whoever asked that question up. knows who they are. And if you're listening, <laughs> you file for that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and we neighbors, so I'm going to throw an egg at your house. Oh, throw so an egg bad. across the street. It's so good. Oh my goodness. I feel like I vaguely heard that one time in my life, but I very uh, much forgot that story. Listen, I, I have nothing to top that. We just get right into the topic yeah. because there's just nothing. No. There's nothing that tops. Like, how'd you lose a pair of shoes? Man, <laughs> one time I pooped my pants so bad just... <laughs> that it went through my shorts, down my leg, and all over the shoes. And like now, You win, bro. And you like, win. And like, now I, now I know, like, there's words for it it's like i have gerd i have ibsd <laughs> like i take stuff i take stuff every day now but then it was just like oh i probably shouldn't eat dairy that's like <laughs> that's not good somewhere in the world is a student who at some point has told one of his friends you know what the wildest thing is that ever happened on a trip let me tell you about my leader <laughs> no bro somewhere there's a mcdonald's employee <laughs> The, the intern diaries, bro. The intern. I'm, like, I'm writing a book, everyone. The intern like, diaries. Bro, some, one time somebody made it to the bathroom but didn't make it in the stall. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, man. That, that really happened. I, and he gave me those. He gave me. I had those shorts for many years. I don't know what happened to them. Oh, my gosh. I'm dying. Nice pair of basketball shorts. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> Just let me have. So thank you for responding to the question sticker on on the Instagram page. Um, and with that, with that, our topic today is also coming from uh, the things y'all submitted. So what we're going to talk about today is the combination of character, spiritual, and leadership development. Mm. Character, spiritual, and leadership development. Um, we talked about this a little bit before we started recording, and um, you know we kind of we kind of see them as things that are all intertwined. But the spirit of the question um, that was submitted was a little bit of a which one which one comes first, and um, does character and spiritual development come before leadership development? Um, so let's just let's just dive into this, um, guys. What do you think? How are these all intertwined? How do they work together? When we look at character, spiritual, and leadership development, what do we see? What do we, what do we see in Scripture? And I know both of you guys work a great deal um, in both the church, the nonprofit, and the business world. So let's tackle this from every different perspective. What do you think? I'll first say that they're all they're all intertwined. So to try to to try to pit them up against each other is yeah that's crazy 
and it just creates a false trichotomy in that sense of trying to yeah uh put those against each other the reality is they're all intertwined because as we look at truth like all goodness is god's goodness all truth is god's truth so where we find goodness and we find truth in those things is where we find god so they're all they're all intertwined i would also yeah i would also just toss out there as we talk about those three topics uh, everyone's a leader everyone has influence and if you have influence you're a leader some people have influence uh that is greater than others or influence over more people but the reality is we all have we all have influence and we're all leaders so if you're listening to this and you're like i'm about to turn this off because like i don't lead a not-for-profit i don't lead a business i don't lead a school i don't lead a church nah like you got influence and the reality is these things are for all of us to contemplate and for all of us to cultivate and for all of us to think about uh and i'll like stop here for now i think if we're all leaders and if we all have influence while this is not like these things shouldn't be pitted up against each other and it's a false trichotomy. I would also say in each of those particular areas, the question has to become like, what is the ends? What is the goal? Where are you going? Because the reality is if you're going towards kingdom of God ends, if your ends is to like serve love and live in the reality of the kingdom of God, then you're driving in that direction. And in driving in that direction, all of these things go together. Now, if you're driving somewhere else, if your GPS is sending you in the direction of success, if it's sending you in the direction of consumerism, if it's sending you in the direction of materialism, then these things can be like those things can absolutely be separate and they can be pitted up against each other. So I think the question has to be like, what is the end goal or what is the direction? Because the direction we're driving matters. That's good. I think to me, some of this is just like wrapped up in semantics because to me, I I think that I think that those levels of development are and can be synonymous um, I think that, uh, I mean, I even, I even see this, uh, at our, at our church staff, you know, like I have, uh, the other day, one of the, um, one of, one of our staff members was like, was like, you know, when you do, when you do the leadership development stuff with our staff, like it's good, like, and it's valuable, but it's nothing like when you just, when you just like teach out of scripture and do, and do like spiritual development stuff. And I just looked at one of our other coworkers and just kind of smiled. And I was like, should I tell him or should you? And they're like, nah, just let it go. I was like, okay. Because the reality was what I did was leadership development. I just used the example, used an example I found in scripture as opposed to found it in, in business. Like it was, the tool was the exact same. Uh, it, it's literally like it was, it was the exact same. It's just, you know, instead of doing it in business terms, uh, I did it in, in scriptural terms, you know? So like there's a, there's a level to which these things are, uh, these things are synonymous, right? In the business world, we can't say discipleship. That's too, that's too Jesus-y. So we say apprenticeship or development, Right. But but it means it means yeah, it means the same thing. 
Um, but if if the if the question is you know about our character as opposed to our skills and which comes first, well then then I think that there's there's a bit of a discussion, right? Yeah. So right down the hall from where we're at right now um, is a gym, right? We're in a studio. Right down the hall is a is a basketball gym, and possibly even right now uh, there is an individual, one of the best trainers, I, it, definitively in Northeast Ohio. Um, but I would say, I would say in the Midwest and I'd put him up against anybody. We have one of the best trainers in this gym, um, basketball trainers that I've ever seen. I mean, he's got a ESPN number one basketball player. I'm, I'm just saying his, yes, his, his portfolio of dudes that he trains is pretty freaking serious. Right. So one of the best trainers I know is, is in this gym, right, right down the hallway. Right. And I watch all day long. You know, I'll see, I'll pop in and I'll see the drills that, that he has people running through. Right. And he gives people the tools that they need to get better at their craft. Now I can watch those things all day long, but when I go home in my driveway, I am no closer <laughs> to playing in the NBA Say so. than I was before. I started watching his training. Proximity is not the same as practice. The reality, the reality is the people that he's training have the heart to put in the hard work to get to the next level. I don't have that. I don't have that. I, I, I am not at that point in my life where the NBA is a realistic dream for me or the next level of playing basketball. The next level of playing basketball is like my kids get a little bit taller and our one-on-ones get a little more competitive. That's the <laughs> next level of basketball I'm training for. Like that's, that, that's where I'm at. Right. Um, but, but the, but the athlete that has, that has the heart to put in the work to go somewhere, that's the one, that's the one that, that you are going to see the most fruit out of. You can teach the same skills to an athlete that doesn't want to put the work in. And those are the clients that you probably aren't showcasing on the website, right? Because the fruit's not there. Well, don't you train them both? Don't they both work out with you? You know, so many are. Yeah. But one of them has the heart posture to put the work in. One of them has the heart posture to, um, to, to receive instruction one of them has the heart posture to go get it outside of this time and the other one doesn't. So the one that does has, has, has fruit. So if we're having a conversation between character and skills uh, on that level, I see, I see a difference and I'll take the person with, with character all day. Absolutely. Angela Duckworth, she wrote this book called grit and in her book grit, she defines grit as this idea of like, yeah, if you want to see something, big happen if you want to do something important then she says you need to have grit right and we can like use context clues and like figure out what grit means but she defines it as grit is talent plus effort equals skill and then she's going to say skill plus more effort equals grit mm. and she's mm. going to say the most important component of grit is effort yep Cause she's going to say some people are born with talent and talent is the baseline. So like mm-hmm. you're saying, like, yeah, I'm not going to the NBA because I'm not gifted enough at basketball. Mm-hmm. But the reality is if there is talent, if, and everyone's talented at something, what she's saying is like, in order to actually have skill, you have to have talent and effort. Mm-hmm. And she's saying, once you have skill in order to have grit, yep. which is foundational to anything like 
succeeding or exploding. She's saying you need skill plus more effort. Mm -hmm. And I would say like for anything, like competency is built from character and grit. Mm -hmm. But then I would say like godly, like godly competence is competence plus even more character. I would say in the way that she says effort, character plays such a huge role in in any yeah in any christian endeavor mm-hmm. yeah i think i think that we have this um i i'll just talk about me right i i know that i have a tendency to rest on <clears throat> natural talent as opposed to you know actually Putting in the hard work to prepare for something, right? That is something that that is something that that I have been knocked on all the way through school, through college, so on and so forth, right? I have a, I have a tendency to to procrastinate, and then when it's too late to prepare, you're just like, well, I'm gonna go in with my natural talent on this one and see see how it plays out, right? And in certain arenas, that's okay. I can fake it till I make it, and in others, it really it really shows. Um, I had uh, I had a professor tell me one time. Actually, it was Lenny. Uh, Lenny's made this podcast twice now. Uh, <laughs> Lenny told me he said he said don't ever don't ever mistake uh, passion for content. Uh, and I was just like, dang, yeah, that was it. He said that after after I gave a message one time, and I was like, I was like, can you clarify what you mean? He said he said you didn't say anything, so you said absolutely nothing. He said, but you said nothing real passionately, and I think that. I think that that, that that's, that's so, so good though. That's so real. I think that that like that is skill without character. Mm. Like you you you're not actually saying anything, right? You're not actually doing you like the impact, the influence is not there. Uh but the show, the shell, the performance is. And that's not going to get you that's not going to get you that far. No. And and you're you're absolutely correct, man. Uh, Shout out to Pastor Paul. I know for sure you're not listening to this, Pastor (laughs) Paul, because I know for sure you may not know what a podcast is, and that's okay. (laughs) That's okay. That's okay. Uh, Pastor Paul was uh, me and some of the homies' youth pastor. Pastor Paul used to always say to us, he would like, it was like one of his things religiously that he would come back to in sermons, and he, he he was a tenor, so his voice was a little high. And he'd go, young people, character and integrity is everything. Yeah. No man of God in the Bible ever fell from lack of gifting or lack of talent. Come on. It was character and integrity. Then he'd go off preaching about David. He'd yeah. go off preaching lack about Solomon. Yep. Go off preaching about Samson. And he'd talk about mm-hmm. character and integrity. He's like, it wasn't for a lack of talent, but the fall came from character and integrity. So one day I asked Pastor Paul, I was like, yo, man, what is character and integrity? I'll never forget. Pastor Paul said integrity is what you do in private matching what you do in public. So he said integrity is like this idea that like who you project to be in public is who you are seeking to be in private. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Jesus is the gap. He's like, he's like, Jesus is the gap. So he's like, if I'm preaching, he's like, if I'm up here preaching and telling you not to do these things Mm -hmm. in public and I'm doing these things in private, 
I have no integrity. Mm-hmm. And then he went on to say, like, what happens in the dark will always come out in the light. Mm-hmm. So he's like, your integrity will always at some point be exposed. So mm-hmm. he's like, it does you well to just, he's like, have good integrity. Then we talked about character. I've never, like, I think I'm only, like, understanding this now. Like, and I would even say not, like, and now at my age, like, in this season, I'm understanding this now. And when I always asked him what character meant, he would always say, like, your character will be built through trial, struggle, and tribulation. And he's like, your character is forged in hard things. Mm -hmm. And he's like, he's like the reason why he would always tell us, he would say, like, you need to be older to do ministry. So where Max, if you listen, he would tell us to move chairs. And he'd say, you guys. (laughs) We'd be like, Pastor Paul, we feel called to the ministry. And he'd be like, good, move chairs. Move chairs. <laughs> he'd be like, move chairs. He'd be like, you need to be older to yeah. preach. You need to be older. And we'd say, why? I'd be like, Pastor Paul, I got a word, bro. I'd be like, I, I promise you, bro. Like, I got a word. And he'd be like, nah, move chairs. Yeah. And oh. I'd be like, I'd be like, why? And he'd so go, he'd go you, he, and he'd literally, he'd say, he, he's like, how can our congregation connect with you? And he's like, mm-hmm. you haven't been, he's like, He's like, you're 18, James. You haven't. He's, he's like, you haven't lived. You haven't. And man, goodness, <laughs> goodness gracious, Pastor Paul. Like, it's just the truth. Like, character is forged in struggle. Yeah. Character is forged in having integrity, even when times are really difficult. And you have every excuse in the world to say, what I'm going to do in private is going to make me feel better. I'm going to choose this as a functional savior. I'm going to do this versus saying, no, nah, like there is no throne in heaven that is uninhabited. There's no throne in heaven that someone's not sitting on. And, and that someone sitting on it is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's like, I get it now, pastor Paul, like goodness, I hope I don't have to get it too much more. (laughs) We probably do. Yeah, we probably got to get a lot more. Goodness gracious. I hope there's not a whole lot more of it, but yeah. I I absolutely agree with you guys that character, spiritual, and leadership development are all intertwined. I absolutely agree with that. Um, I think there's a little bit of a nuance to the leadership piece specifically as it pertains to leadership in the church and nonprofit world. So here's what I've been thinking on as you guys were talking. Um, few years ago, I don't remember what year it was because everything is a blur. Um, everything before 2020 is basically 2015 in my brain and everything after 2020 is just 2021. So I don't know what, I literally don't know what year it was. Um, but I was in this, I was in this online, um, I was just attending this online women's conference and, um, the, the speaker for this event was, um, pastor Bianca Juarez Altoff. I am not Spanish speaking, so I know I butchered her. Uh, first last name, but um, she was speaking, and one of the questions that was submitted to her um, was, what if I feel called to do something? So you were talking about, like, I got a word, like, Pastor Paul, I got a word. Yeah. She's like, what if I feel called to something? Like, this is the question. Like, what if I feel called? What if I feel like I, I have something in me 
to communicate or to do, but I don't have any opportunity. What do I do? Hmm. And what she said back, I have never forgotten in my life because it kicked me in the pants. Um, what she said back was, you do have an opportunity. She was like, you have a thousand opportunities in front of you because we are in the digital age. So mm-hmm. there is a hundred opportunities in front of you. You're either just afraid or think you're too good to take it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang, she just said that. Now these, now she doesn't know whose question she's responding to because these are all just like read to her. Um, but like she said that and then she elaborated and she's like, if you feel like you have a word, volunteer in youth go be part of an after school program go teach in this space go go do this space stop asking for the pastor's mic because nobody knows how you communicate and also you don't know how you communicate she's like go speak to kids because nobody's going to be more honest with you Mm -hmm. than a high schooler if what you're saying makes no sense if what you're saying is trash if you think you're a great communicator and you're actually not you know who's going to tell you a 15 a 15 year old who doesn't care about your feelings like if you have a word, start with the kids. Because the kids' pastor is going to run through things with you. They're going to tell you about your theology. They're going to tell you where you're off. And the kids are going to tell you how you need to grow. They're absolutely going to tell you what you're bad at. And then she went on to say, like, if you feel like you are supposed to serve a, like a, a certain com- like group of people within your community, volunteer within the programs that already exist before you go start one. Because you know what? You're going to learn how hard it is to run that program. You're going to learn what you're passionate about and what you're not. And if you're not willing, as you were talking about, like, stacking chairs, if you're not willing to stack chairs, if you're not willing to clean clean toilets, then you probably shouldn't run an organization because you haven't learned humility. And then she went on to say, like, if you're if you're listening to a pastor, if you're at a church where you feel like the preaching just, you know, it's just not that great. Or like, I think I'm a little bit better than the people that are up there. Like, if that's what you're thinking, then you're listening with the wrong ears. then your heart posture is off. And so she was talking a lot about like character and stuff like that. And she was like, if you feel called to write, if you feel called to, to minister through, through the written word, well then why aren't you, why haven't you started a blog? Why haven't you started putting those words on your social media posts? Why haven't you started putting things there? Why are you looking for opportunities to write when nobody even knows that you're a writer? You think somebody's just going to email you and be like, do you have a lead for me? That's never going to happen. You know why? Because anybody with an email address gets to have an opinion online. And so unless you start putting yourself out there, nothing's going to come of it. And as she was talking about all of this, I was like, dang, you're either afraid or you lack humility. Like that, that was like, that was such a word. And, and for me personally, hearing her say that, because at that point, at that point, um, I was, I've always wanted to be a writer. I've wanted to write since I was in like the second grade. And at that point, I was somewhere somewhere along the lines of, like, 10 years um, having been graduated from college. I don't, like I said, I don't remember what year it was. I graduated from college in 2009, and I know this was, like, after 2019 at some point. So I'd been graduated from college for at least 10 years, and I wasn't writing anywhere. Um, but I knew it's something I always wanted to do. But I know that I, um, you know, the Christian culture loves to crucify. And I was terrified of being mm. crucified by people. By putting written words out there. Um, And so fear, fear was horribly debilitating for me. And it still is to this day, if I'm being entirely honest. 
I'm always afraid of getting put in the spotlight. You know why those podcasts is less frightening for me? Because nobody else is in the room, right? Um, and, so, and because we're here, too. Yeah, so, like, I don't this have to actually, look at people This when is I'm actually talking. just Rachel's podcast. We're just here. <laughs> no. Uh, well, I mean, I, yeah. I did. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I actually did. Like, when the, if you guys don't know this, like, Bless Up started because when I was working at Malone, they asked me to run an SFO, and I said no, and I made Corey and James come do it with me. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and that's how the three of us this started been Bless Rachel. Up. <laughs> yeah, people yeah. try to make me and James synonymous with Bless Up and the and all that stuff. Like, no, the reality is this has always been Rachel's Rachel's thing, Rachel's platform. We're just here to give her confidence to say. No, I was stuff. way too afraid I just, to yeah, do that. I just I just say Bless Up after stuff. Man, I'm saying. No, that. you guys contributed ton. Verbally communicate Bless Up. I don't know about a ton. But I mean, like that, like for me, that was such a good word of like your character and your spiritual development has to come so that you can step into any sort of leadership position. Because if you're running faster than your character can sustain, you're going to fall. That's a bar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you said you said over and over in that uh, in that piece, like in that take uh the key the key word and phrase that i would that i would highlight and that is that's humble humility right so the reason i say the character the care that it starts with character it starts with the heart before you get to the skills is 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 the humble heart right um i just had this conversation uh with with some folks today i will always take the 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 people that i'm looking for to to work with uh to lead or to follow are hungry humble smart Hungry, humble, smart, right? Hungry people who are like, who are like, I, there is there is a vision that's been placed in my heart, and I'm gonna go after it, right? Humble, knowing that we should all enter in, as as in the posture of of learners. Like none of us know what we don't know, and so we all we all stand to gain from the other voices and the other influences in the in the room. And smart, not just in terms of like what you know, but a well-rounded like core intelligence, self-awareness others awareness skills awareness like that's that that's that's smart right i'm i'm working that i said is real time for me for me today i'm working with with an organization that has um we'll call them uh we'll, we'll call them mid, middle level management right uh and the company is big enough to where uh they're they're it's the same level right it's all middle level management um but the company is large enough to have multiple regions uh, so they're not all on the same team. They're all in different regions, right? And so I'm working with two of the regions right now. Um, so region, region A, uh, I work with, been doing these workshops with, and honestly, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Like they are, uh, I barely get through all the content that we plan because they're just soaking it all up. They're asking questions. They're actively applying these things and then they're coming back next time and we're never starting on time. Because they're coming back with stories of the transformation that they're seeing in the teams and in the people that they lead because they're soaking this stuff up. That's awesome. Right? Team B, same level, same level of leaders, right? Same responsibilities, same job descriptions, right? Different region. It's a struggle with them. I mean, it's like pulling teeth. And, and it genuinely, that's what it feels like. It feels like I'm driving a car and I'm dragging them along for the ride and i asked you know i I, after this last time like i was asking questions and i was kind of trying to like to to get a hold of stuff and you know honestly like i think what what it comes what it has come down to to me is like there is there is a hungry and humble attitude 
in one of the teams that doesn't exist in the other team. In one of the teams, um, there's more inexperience, um, and so they feel like they don't know anything. And so because they're like hungry and they're humble, their real talents really shine because they don't try to overpower anybody. Mm. They don't overtalk anybody. They don't try to force anything. They try to lead, lead their people really well, partially because they're scared of messing up, right? Or they're scared of what happens if I don't. Um, but they're hungry and they're, and they're humble and they're smart. And so they lead, they lead well. The other team, um, there's a lot more experience and there feels like there's this like spirit or attitude of like, I already know. I, I can, I, I can, I can run circles around this operation. I've been doing this longer than, than you've been alive. And you know what spaces aren't transforming? The ones that they're in, right? We see, we see this with, with in scripture. Jesus talks about it. Paul talks about it. Peter talks about it. Um, they talk to communities and they tell them like, don't rest on your laurels. Don't, don't, don't trust in the things that, uh, that you think you're good at. Don't boast in your talents. Don't boast in your accomplishments, right? Don't do that. It's not good. Don't do that. Right. Because, because the reality is like God humbles the proud. Right. And so, um, instead what's talked about is having, having a humble posture before the Lord, and uh and letting him really use and, and and yeah really use you and really um really fan into flame uh what he is capable of doing with what he has he has blessed you with right and so <clears throat> for me what i genuinely look for uh in development and the people that 10 out of 10 times in my experience so far uh go further and have further impact and further transformation in their communities than that of others are the ones who are hungry, humble, and smart. Bro, that just, yeah. Yeah. I, re- I read and ingest a lot of Simon Sinek's media. Mm-hmm. And Simon Sinek loves the Navy SEALs. Mm-hmm. So he talks about the Navy SEALs constantly. He's like infatuated with the military, the American military, and like the Navy SEALs. Yep. So he was telling this story about like, meeting this navy seal and he was asking like how does one become a navy seal he's like how does one like actually ascend to that level and he says like they go and they watch the marines and he said they weigh them on the scale and he says like if you put trust on the x-axis and you put skill on the y-axis he said there are going to be some people who they say this person is actually like low skill and we can't trust them. So he says they're automatically out. Then he says the next level of person could be like very, very high skill and very, very low trust. He said, we don't want that person. Then he goes, there can be a person who is incredibly high skill and we kind of trust them. Then he said, there's another person who we trust a lot and has medium skill. He said, the Navy SEAL looked at him and said, who do you think we're choosing? He said, if we have to go to war, we need to choose someone who is going to protect their brother or sister. Mm -hmm. And the reality is everything you're talking about, man, that like being smart, being hungry, being humble, like that boils down to this idea of character. Mm -hmm. 
And for me, like, at the end of the day, like, as a leader of citizens, like, yeah, my title says lead pastor, mm-hmm. but what am I really? I'm a lead shepherd. I'm a lead servant. I'm a lead, go put the toilet paper on the roll when nobody else will. Mm-hmm. I'm the lead, like, the homeless community has partied before <laughs> service. Right. And, like, they're, oh, I don't know why we're talking about human feces this episode, but they're literally, on multiple <laughs> occasions, there's been human feces outside, mm-hmm. pizza boxes, everything. Everybody else walks in. Yep. I clean that up. Yeah. Or... If Skyler gets there first, he cleans it. <laughs> or if Zach gets there early enough, yep. he cleans that up. Or we clean that stuff up together. My my deal with citizens, really, and we joke about it, but it's like, it's come to a point where it's like, yeah, you want to be baptized in the leadership at our church? You want to be on the highest levels of leadership? Go clean the toilet. Until you've <clears throat> cleaned up human feces. Yeah. Like, God bless uh, Brother Dan. Brother Dan over at the Vincent house, he calls mm-hmm. me and he goes, hey, like, somebody pooped outside and I had to clean it up. I was like, welcome. Welcome to, to the leader. team, my I was guy. Like, I was like, welcome to the I was team, like, you've my been, guy. I was like, you've been baptized. <laughs> like, 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 you're you're in. Like, yeah, for me, like, I don't, you're not in until, like, yep. because at the end of the day, like, you're leading means that you're the lead servant. Yep. And you're taking care of the people, like, you're serving the people who you're leading. So at the end of the day, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Like I said, Jesus, Paul, Peter, they all talk about it. And they all say the people who are just in it for the accolades, the people who are chasing uh, the crown, the the one that you wear around your ears and it's green and you win it for an athletic contest, right? Uh-oh. Like like the laurels, the, the crown that, that, that they're chasing that is not eternal, uh, will be shown for what it is. You will get, Jesus says, they they have gotten all the praise that they're going to get, right? They they will have earned all, all the acknowledgement that they're going to get. Um, but the person who is humble, who enters with the posture of Jesus, who was so great that he has equality with God, but chose to lay it down, to come to earth as a servant. The person who has that posture, their reward will be eternal. Their reward will be far greater. And so in terms of, you know, should I try to get better at the things that I do? Or should I really focus in on myself and get get my character right? I'm always going to tell you to get your heart right. I see them all as the same thing. It's all a work of the Holy Spirit. Character development, skills development, it's all the work of God and how he designed you. But if we're talking about a starting point, it has to start with the heart. It has to start with allowing the Holy Spirit to turn you, uh, to turn your heart from, from the way, from the evil ways of the world and in a trajectory towards being more like Jesus. And as long as your path is you attempting to be more like Christ, more like Christ in the rooms that you're in, more like Christ with the skills that you have, more like Christ with the relationships that you have, more like Christ with the vision that you have, as long as that is your posture, then that will be honored to a great abundant extent, not only here on this earth now, but for eternity forever. And that's, that's the word. 
All right, y'all. We'll be back in two weeks. Bless up.